Yes, so here we are. I um, <laughs> I um, I feel the love in this corner. Thank you. Um, I um, I do, I do, I do. No, <laughs> it's it's like an inside thing. <laughs> um, actually, there's a lot of love in this room, y'all. There is a lot, yeah, and think it's something that we all can be thankful for and we can we can receive as much as we're willing to willing and ready to to receive um and I, I think that for some of us if you're anything like me in my story um we can miss out um really because we have walls and decisions um where we've become very decided on only letting trickles in and trickles out um and and God is teaching us how to trust because he's a really good lover of our souls. Um, and actually, that's probably part of what it is that I'm going to bring today. Um, it's about the heart and being able to, like, go into the places that God wants to take us in, in the heart. Um, and there's some testimony um, in my life in this way. I uh, Miles um, hit me up because um, that's what the young people say. Um <laughs> Miles, <laughs> Miles hit me up um, this afternoon. He's like, uh, Colin, so uh, actually it was a text message that was just, hey, with a high emoji, like a hand emoji. <laughs> I was like, what comes after this? <laughs> I, did, I had no idea that this was coming. Um, and, and he asked me to share. Um, but him and I have been sharing a lot with each other already um, about some of the things that I feel God's speaking to me on, on sharing with everyone. Um, and so the first thing I'm going to do is pray, and y'all pray with me. Um, yeah, so Jesus, thank you, God. Um, thank you for this day. Um, thank you for the crown of honor that you've placed upon mothers, upon women, Lord, um, and we honor that especially today, God. Um, we thank you, Father, for, for the way that you nurture us, um, the way that you bring us into your safety, God, that you build us up and you make us strong and you send us out, Lord. You send us out into the world to triumph. God, you send us out into the world to conquer and step on the head of the enemy, Father, because that was always the proclamation that you made upon the seed of the woman, that it would crush the head of the enemy, Father. And so I thank you, Father, for, for, for your power, Father, upon every son and daughter in this place, Jesus, that we will triumph over. We will triumph in life, God. We will reign in life, God, and we will have dominion over, over everything that you proclaimed, Jesus, and we receive we receive that, God. So just bless, bless the words and, um, and everything that you want to do, Father. We want to be sensitive to your spirit. I want to be sensitive to your spirit, God. Um, so I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So um, I, hmm. I want you to turn to Hebrews 4. Um, um, <laughs> and hmm, we're actually going to start um, in verse 9, but I'm not going to begin there. I, I want to share some about my own testimony. Um, I, um, I'm very, I'm very what's the word, um, amazed by the Lord um, because he has, he's definitely taken a place in my life um, that had a lot of resistance um, and a lot of, um, a lot of just kind of carnage and bad upkeep. It was a very like untended garden in my life and that place actually was relationships it was, it was the area of being able to receive God's love and to let his love come in. Um, 
And it's been a journey all throughout my life. Um, and, and so I'm amazed that God, like, even has me in the tenderness of where I am in life um, because I could not have imagined it. If you could imagine, Collins was a lot more kind of just stoic and quiet, very quiet. I, I, I remember very quiet. Um, and I, I remember there was one time in uh, a missionary like, training school where this guy came to me. He was like giving me this prophetic word. He's like, I see joy all over you. I was like, I don't feel that at all. I don't feel joy. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, he must be prophesying. Um, <laughs> he must have been prophesying. <laughs> and how many people feel like that sometimes, right? God says a word. It's like, I don't happen to feel like that right now. <laughs> oh, Lord. And, um, and he is prophesying into our lives. Um, thank you, Lord, for, like, even giving me, like, some, some notes here. Um, because I, it, thankfully God has redeemed so much. It was like, yeah, I can talk. I can go. And, um, but I want to say what I feel like God's saying, and part of that has to do with, um, with, with the blood and power of Jesus in our lives. Um, I felt like God was speaking to us about this drop of blood um, and the redemptive power um, that's in this high priest that we have. So I'm going to I'm going to begin here just reading from Hebrews four, um, starting in verse nine. Um, and it says, so there remains a Sabbath keeping for all of God's people. For the one who has entered God's rest has also rested from his own works as God did from his. Therefore, let us do our best to enter that rest so that no one will fall short because of the same kind of disobedience. And, and this type of disobedience he's talking about is, is with the children, of the children of Israel in the wilderness, that we will not fall short of the same type of disobedience. See, the word of God is alive. Jesus, I, I declare, God, that your word is alive inside of our hearts, Lord, um, that it is living that is at work, it's sharper than any double-edged sword. It cuts right through to where the soul meets spirit. And joints meet marrow. Wow. And it is quick to judge the inner reflections and attitudes of the heart. I just want to read that again. See, the word of God is alive. And it is at work inside of us, inside of you. And it is sharper than any double-edged sword and it cuts right through to where the soul meets spirit it cuts right through to our identity it cuts right through to who we are it cuts right through to who we think we are it cuts through to where the joint meets marrow and it is quick the word of god is living and active it is a sword and it is quick to judge god miles preached on on that burning of judgment and fire. It's quick to judge the inner reflections and attitudes of the heart. Before God, nothing created is hidden. Nothing is hidden before God. But all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must render an account. Therefore, since we have such a great high priest who has passed through to the highest heaven, Yeshua, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we acknowledge is true, for we do not have a high priest unable to empathize with our weakness, since in every respect he was tempted just as we are, the only difference being that he did not sin. Therefore, let us confidently approach the throne from which God gives grace, so that we may receive mercy and find grace in our time of need. And... So I felt like God was leading me to just kind of go from my journal and pull from some of my history with the Lord um, and sharing some things. And, and I think it resonates most with this verse 14. Um, we have a great high priest um, who empathizes with, it, with what it is that we are experiencing, what it is that we feel, the way that we're tempted um, in anger, the way that we're tempted in, in wanting gratification, the way that we're tempted. Um, he, in Matthew... And in Matthew 5, Jesus goes into 
Uh, he goes from being identified, you are my son, and who I am well-pleased. Um, it's a full image of the Trinity. The, 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 the heavens open, the dove descends, Jesus is there being Jesus. And, and, and the Holy Spirit's like there being mysterious in the Holy Spirit. And then like the Father's voice is busting through the heavens and saying, this is my son whom I'm well-pleased. This is my son in whom I'm well-pleased. Um, and there's something I'm going to go back to later about the power of those words because I feel like those same nurturing words resonate through mothers here in this room um, in the way that God is giving you authority. And, and so Jesus then goes into the wilderness. He's tested. He's tempted. He completes his fast. He, he does all 40 days, and then the enemy comes. The enemy comes, and see, I think, like, it's interesting because I always thought it was, like, during the fast. The enemy was like, hey, you know, like, no. It was like after he finished, and Jesus said, I'm hungry. After that, he, after he finished, and he, was, and he hungered. The, the tempter came, and he said, if, if you are the son of God, turn this to bread. Turn this stone to bread. Um, and, and it's fascinating because, like, the enemy comes with a question, and it's coming after the identity in, like, a really deceptive way. It's like, if you're the son of God, then you can do this. Um, and Jesus could have, like, yo, he was hungry. He could have just turned it into bread. And, but that's not what he did. Um, and he goes forth where he brings him up to a, to a high cliff, and he shows him all the nations and all the things. And, he can, and, and, and the tempter says, I can give those to you um, if you would bow down and worship me. Jesus, Jesus says, no, like, man should worship the Lord God alone, um, no other. That's like the first commandment that God has given. Um, that you will not worship any idol or any created thing. Um, Jesus was tempted in every way. He was tempted in every way. And I think, like, I want you to take a moment to consider um, the areas where you feel pulled, where you don't like that you feel pulled. The places where you feel tempted, that you are upset that you're even feeling tempted in those areas. I have them. I feel them. I may not be feeling them dominantly all the time because God does take us to glory to glory. But there are moments when ah, I, feel I feel frustrated. Um, Jesus was tempted in every way. Can you imagine the disciples? Can you imagine shepherding the disciples? He <laughs> Can you imagine? He walked with them for years. You know, and then he said, and then he says to Peter what he's gonna do. He says, no, you're actually going to deny me like three times. Like, can you imagine how frustrated Jesus could have been? And can you imagine the fact that Jesus doesn't treat you the same way that you would in your frustration, that he actually treats each of us with the same patience that he had for the disciples? He was very patient with the disciples. He was very patient with us. He's very patient with us in the process of being able to get and understand what it is that he wants us to understand. Um, and he rejoices with every revelation. He rejoices with every victory of truth and understanding actually getting into our hearts, just like this word of God is living and active, and it divides, and it sets, it sets his word um, in the most prime place inside of us. Wow, I've gone to a different place. This is what happens. Y'all, I, I, have, I, I have not actually done this before. Um, but it's okay because I have in a way. <laughs> um, I know, right? In a way, yeah. And, uh, and I'm not particularly that intimidated by that. I'm not. Um, because I felt like God was saying, just like speak and give what it is you've been given. You're a son. Just give what it is the Father's been giving you. It's not, it's not a confusing thing. Don't need to make it up. <laughs> um, Amen. We are in the living room. We are. I'm just like, yeah, we are. Amen. I love y'all. I love you. I love you. I love you too. I could just have a service doing that. And we would have received something really valuable from that too. But, but, but we, but there's, there is more in, um, and it has to do with this this thing of being in fellowship with the great high priest for our lives, um, that, that he wants to be in fellowship with us um, in the places that actually we might feel a little bit frustrated that we're even dealing with this thing. 
like I, in he he wants to be in fellowship with us in the places where we might feel a little bit bothered or feel a little bit ashamed um because I, I think that's the thing that's been amazing about my relationship with my mother um i i find i've found i've been hard pressed to find a time where like she was lacking in a willingness to like still receive me to like still embrace me um and in, at this, at the same point, you know, there's like there's spiritual mothers in my life who've like really put up with the headache of who I am, to really like help me get onto the other side of what it is that God was calling me to because they saw something that I wasn't quite seeing, um, and revealed that. And and Jesus wants fellowship with us. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna turn here to. Um, I'm going to turn here to a journal entry that I had here. Um, it's about the wounded healer. Um, give me some water. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm really big into journaling. Um, I don't know if, like, you all... Like, I wasn't always big into journaling. Um, I, at one point, journaling was like, oh, this is the place where I just, like, say all the things I feel and stuff. I can say everything I feel about, and, like, I don't have to tell someone. I can just say it in my journal. Um, <laughs> um, but, it, at, at a, but there came a point of maturity in my walk with the Lord where, like, my journaling became a place where God and I were able to have conversation, and it's able to be eternalized in a place where I can go back to it. Um, eternalized in a very loose sense because <laughs> there are things in this world that will pass and fade, um, but y- the word of God remains in our in, in the way that he redeems us will remain. And so, but I'm able to like go back to these places and have conversation with God um, and see like the victories. And so I'm going to pull actually from some of that conversation with the Lord um, as it pertains to having fellowship with him. Um, and understanding our place of power, understanding our place of power, and so I, um, hmm. I want to pray. Um, yeah, Father, I pray that we would um, receive. God, without inhibition from you, um, and that we would be willing, God, to say yes to doing the work um, inside of our hearts with you. That, Abba, your voice would be the prime resounding voice inside of our hearts, God. And that we would no longer be afraid of overturning any rock um, with you, Lord. We want fellowship with you, and we want to receive every place in which you're calling us, God. I thank you, Father, that we're not disqualified from the great things that you have for us. Each and every one of us, Father, there's no thing. There's no thing. So, the wounded healer, Jesus was bloodied and wounded on the cross. His blood was spilled not only on Golgotha, but later again on the mercy seat in the most high place, the glorious throne of God. When Jesus appeared to the disciples, he still had exposed wounds. Jesus is our wounded healer. Before the foundations of the world, Christ was crucified. On the throne in Revelation, they worship and they sing praise to a slain and bloody lamb on the mercy seat. He suffered on our behalf. He showed Thomas and the disciples his wounds. Jesus not only provided us with eternal deliverance, 
he also surrendered himself to be eternally marked with the marks of love. The God that we worship, in a sense, is a wounded healer. Wounded for our transgressions and scarred for eternity for all to see and to give him glory. It's the image of his shame that redeems ours. Just like the father running down the road, he picks up his robes and exposes himself and risks his own shame to cover the shame of his forlorn, wayward son. His wounds and pain that heals and closes ours He chose to be marked and honored as our wounded healer. And that might offend some of you to even say that. You know, and I can kind of feel it in the atmosphere, like to even say that phrase. Um, But Jesus was okay with it. It, He he with joy, like persisted to the cross for each of us. And we also walk in his likeness as wounded healers. Each and every one of us, we walk in his likeness as wounded healers. We may have things, we may have some scars, we might have some visual scars from the things that we've experienced, but God is like prospering our health, he's prospering our bodies even as our souls prosper in him. You know, and all of that was purchased by him on the cross. He was willing to risk himself being bloodied and scarred and bruised and wounded so that our wounds would close, so that our scars would heal, that he could actually redeem our lives so severely and so amazingly that there would, just, there would not even be evidence of the life of which we once thought we possessed, that God gave us possession of a greater thing. We bring his healing to others, each and every one of us. We bring his healing to others. Yeah. Despite how it is we may consider our condition, we bring his healing. And I feel like this can be a hurdle that can be difficult to receive at different points. I know I experienced it. It's like, Lord, how do I help somebody else? I need some help myself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I believe that's something that God wants to deal with, whether that's today as we, like, lean back into him um, in worship and in prayer, um, or at whatever point you're you're also willing to say yes to the Lord in the secret place and like, God, here's my heart, you know, um, because that's what he's looking for. That's what he's happy and he's longing to see. And if we're still bleeding from our wounds, it's time we let him mend us and close them up. Or perhaps we also need to let some things bleed out. Often we feel like they can be one and the same. Some wounds are kept alive and kept bleeding because we keep it that way. We keep bandaging it up. We keep on going. For example, forgiveness. Um, You mentioned forgiveness earlier. Forgiveness has the power to empty our wounds the wounds that we've been bleeding from. Some of us feel comfortable with our bandages, like we're willing to go down into the grave like Lazarus. But God's voice is like speaking to each and every one of us in those those places that we've like, we've retired to inside of our heart and to our soul. And he's saying like, Lazarus, get up. He's like saying it to each of us.
Because there are places in, that can occur inside of us where it's like, okay, we've written that off now. Um, but God is giving life to those things, that which were dead. And so, <laughs> I actually wrote about that. Um, Yeah, some of us can feel comfortable with the bandages, but we'll never embrace the power that God has for us if we don't allow things to really just fully die. Um, and to emerge from the tomb um, that the enemy has attempted to put you in, um, empty of the blood of the old man and alive in the resurrection power of God. Like we can, like Jesus, he said he wants us to walk and talk like him. We can be like, hey, here, you can touch and feel my scars. Like, and, like, receive now the Holy Spirit. <laughs> like, like, each of us have permission to do that. Um, and, and I know that also there are mothers here in the room that have definitely been through the fire and been through the crucible. Some people may still feel like in the crucible. And still, like, for you, the guy has this for each of us. He has this for you, too, is, is that, like, here, you can see my scars. Like, and, like, receive now the Holy Ghost. You know, because it's not about where, it's not about those things. It's not about those things. Like, those things haven't disqualified me. Those things haven't knocked me out. Those things haven't taken me out. Like, Jesus is living and active right here. Um, and God wants to crown us with authority. share some stories too um like stories yeah yeah i have some things written down here but i really want to let that sink in that that god that god has that for each of us hmm. that's how it can so I, um, I'm going to go actually to Proverbs 31. Yeah, because that's what you do on Mother's Day, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, God took the places where I also, like, experienced wounding, and I'm not ashamed to, to mention it, you know, but he's also used that same place, and he's given a power and authority still, even in that place. Um, and, like, and I feel like I'm preaching to the choir because, like, so many of us, like, walk in authority um, in some of those same places, you know? Um, so this can just really also just be a celebration of what God is still doing in each and every one of us. Um, so, yeah, I'll read here, starting in verse 1. No, my son, no, son of my womb, no, son of my vows, starting in verse 2. Don't give your strength to women or your ways to that which destroys kings. It is not for kings, Lemuel, not for kings to drink wine. It is not for rulers to ask. Where can I find strong liquor? For they may drink and then forget what has been decreed and pervert the justice due to the poor. Give strong liquor to the one who is perishing. Wine to the deeply depressed. Let him drink and forget his poverty and cease to remember his troubles. Speak up for those who can't speak for themselves. For the rights of all who need an advocate, speak up judge righteously, defend the cause of the poor and the needy. And one of the things that 
God showed me about his heart, and I feel like it resonates in this, is that um, the heart of God is to give an identity. Um, the heart of God is to give a purpose. Um, and and that's, like, been a large part of my testimony is that, like, I, I think that I went, I went through so much of life like, really, really confused about, like, who I am, what's my purpose, what am I doing? I happen to be good at things, so, oh, I'll put my identity there. And then when I ran into other people who happened to be better at me, better than me in those things, I was like, okay, maybe those things aren't for me. Um, <laughs> and, um, and I had one of these, like, identity moments, actually, with a mother in the faith um, a couple years ago, um, where she had to speak into me a strong word. And, and it was a word that I needed to hear because it's like establishing and rooting me in my identity in him. Um, and I, um, a couple years ago, I was like in this like weird place where I was like, oh man, I'll just like move over to Pennsylvania or something, you know? Like this was back in 2020 when nothing going on supposedly you know and and um <laughs> a lot was going on um well I was just sitting in my house doing trying to do remote work and we were <laughs> it was it was really interesting we almost felt like we weren't doing any work um and I remember having a conversation um with um a spiritual mom my godmom, who um lives in D.C. Um, she she found me, like, in my, like, very kind of, like, young, flaky days, um, <laughs> fresh in college, um, a little ambitious, and <laughs> maybe can kind of do a little thing or two, but still really confused. <laughs> and so, <laughs> you know, and, like, for most of us, thinking we kind of, like, had, had enough together to go and do that. And I picked up and left St. Louis to go to... Um, Howard University in DC. So I was just out there, you know, on my own, just out here. And, um, and I received the Lord in my freshman year of college. And, um, and that was amazing. Um, and God like spurred me into a massive um, journey. And I showed up at this church, Grace Covenant Church, lovely place. And, um, and I was like, you know, I like I figured, okay, I'm here. I kind of play some things, so I'll join the worship team. Um and uh <laughs> and and so I joined the worship team and uh Tanya, who I hadn't met at the time, um her name's Tanya. I hadn't met her at the time, but the Lord spoke to her and, and said, like, like you're gonna you're gonna worship with that with that kid there. And she's like, I don't know how that's gonna happen, Lord. Like that's how that, how's that conversation going to come? It's like, does he even understand that, what that is? It's like, hey, you want to, like, that could be weird. You know, this, 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 these are the things she was saying to me. But, you know, I think this, this, there's a grace that God gives in, into mothers to, to know. Um, and, and so she, she, she waited and she rested on that one. And then, like, a few, couple years later, things kind of come around full circle. And we're going to some worship training things. And she invites she mentions that oh i'm gonna go to this house of prayer over in uh dc i didn't know what a house of prayer i i the only thing that i knew of a house of prayer actually is like a a, a um um it's particular to the dc area it's kind of a cult um <laughs> yeah and uh it's weird it's weird and I, so i didn't know if it was that or if it's something else but i kind of knew her so i figured it wasn't that um and she was like we're gonna go over to this house of prayer and i was like and something possessed me to be like, I'm going with you. Um, <laughs> and, and that was like one of those decisions that changed the rest of my life because worship wound up healing me. Um, worshiping God wound up healing me. And, and um, so they would go, we would be worshiping three hours, two, three, four hours, and they would just be going. It's like, how do you even do this? And I'll just watch them. I'll just watch them. How do you? how on earth do you do this? It's, this is, isn't this really funny, right? Like, because it's something that, that's bred for me now, but it was like, this was a mystery. Um, and that was only 10 years ago. Only 10 years ago. This was a mystery to me. Um, and hopefully that can be encouragement for, for everyone, really. It's like, what God's saying and moving in, it doesn't matter what it looks like right now. 
Um, like, God makes everything beautiful in, his, in time. He really does. Um, and he wants to, like, bless you, like, that, like, the giants will become bread. Um, and that was one thing that was, that's been in me for the past few weeks. And I don't think I'm going there. But we can if that's what the Lord wants to do. And so I... <laughs> Um, and so that's something that's become bread for me in my life. And so we would, we would just like worship and go at it for like hours, man. And there was one time we did like a four hour, like worship and prayer thing. One time we, we, we were at like the starting of like David's tent in DC. Um, and when they were establishing that like seven years ago and, um, and so it's, it's been amazing in that way. So she's been a part of my journey in that way. And, um, I, was talking with her in 2020. I was like, I'm thinking I might go like to, to uh, Pennsylvania, Harrisburg, my old stomping grounds. Like I know that I know some people. They have some things going. Maybe I'll plug into those things. And um, and I I cannot forget what she said to me. Um, and then also like I was like, man, and I also feel like things aren't gelling here and they aren't working out here. You know, and like, I need to go do something different because it's like, obviously, this ain't working. And, 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 and she said, she said to me, just like this one right here, it's like, no, son of my son, no, <laughs> don't give. And, and it just goes on to like, just like declare identity again. And she says, like, you know what you're not going to do, Collins, is go somewhere else with your tail between your legs. That's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> um, and, 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 I, and I think that's, like, also another hallmark to the power that God is, like, communicated through the heart of God, through the nurturing heart of God is that, like, he's fashioning powerful people. And it's, like, each, for each of the mothers here, like, your words are so powerful. Your words are so powerful. Like, because, because those words actually are so scarce. It's, it's like, and, and so I, and, I, and I realized for so much of my life how much I hadn't really gotten a lot of very defining words. Um, and the Lord's revealed that. And so she said, no, you're not about to, like, go here with, go somewhere else with your tail between your legs. Like, you need to work it out. Um, and that's what we did. <laughs> what you're not going to do. Um, yeah, mother's command and some in purpose, you know, based on, an, based on identity. Uh, mothers compel and urge their sons and their daughters to rise to the cause of others, rise to the cause that they're born for. Um, it says, speak up for those who can't speak for themselves. For the rights of all who need an advocate, speak up and judge righteously. Defend the cause of the poor and the needy. And she speaks to the, to the very thing that, that her son was called to. Um, like, just like for a mother, they're, they're in, in the child is, like, shaped and formed in the womb, like, in the same way, God has actually just get, has given authority, like for your words and for your thoughts to actually shape and form and to continue to shape and form that child. Um, and hmm. I actually wrote down here, I wanted to like pray for mom, so you wound up doing that actually. Yeah, it's cool. Um, on the same page. In Jeremiah 31, 15, um, actually, I'm going to, I think I'm going to go to it. Going from 131 to another 31. Um, This is what the Lord says, a voice is heard in Ramah, lamenting and bitter weeping. It is Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted for her children because they are no longer alive. Um, he actually goes on and 
That's some beautiful stuff. I'm going to continue because I wasn't planning on that. This is what the Lord says. Stop your weeping and dry your eyes uh, for your work will be rewarded, says the Lord. They will return from the enemy's land. So there is hope for your future, says the Lord. Your children will return to their own territory. And so for some for some of us um, and for some of the mothers here, there is there there. This resonates um, in a special way. This resonates in a special way. Um, and it's the heart of the Lord. And it's something that we all can receive from that. That it says that she will not be comforted. Um, and in the Lord, he speaks and he says, wipe, wipe the tears from your eyes. I want to even go to um, Isaiah 61. I hear you all. I hear you. <laughs> um, where I feel like I, where I feel like things are going, and and when it for like our coming time of just like prayer and receiving from the Lord, um, what I, what I what I want to do here, um, is f- firstly for mothers, God honors what it is that you've endured, what it is that you are doing, what it is that you're continuing in and striving in and steadfast in. Um, and even here in Isaiah 61, I'll start, um, I'll start here in verse 3. Um, yes, to provide those in Zion who mourn, giving them beauty and garlands instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and the cloak, a garment of praise instead of heaviness, so that they would be called oaks of righteousness planted by the Lord, in which he takes pride. Um, and so I, I feel like God wants to, I, I really, I feel like God wants to continue, I'm kind of circling back here, um, to, hmm. There's something for each of us to receive. There's a deeper place for each of us to receive. Um, and in one side, I want to uphold and honor mothers, but also the fact that like God is also upholding us all as his children, that like he wants us to receive, um, that though we've endured, though we've been <laughs> struck but not destroyed, um, Though, though we've experienced heavy burdens, though, like, God wants to, like, be with us in the messiness of all of those things. And he also wants to reveal his rising and his shining inside of each of us. Um, and so, actually, hmm, I think we will transition. <laughs> um, I haven't done this before. So, I don't, know, I don't know how to make that cue except like that. <laughs> Um, but, um, you know, one of the, yeah, worship team, help me, help me, help me, (laughs) help me, Tori, (laughs) yeah, but, you know, in the, in Proverbs, it says, um, you know, to, like, drink, drink from your own wells, like, drink water from your own cisterns, and, and there's something to what it is that I feel like God's been speaking, and he's continuing to speak, is, like, is this willingness to like continue digging deep wells with the Lord, um, and and so we're gonna we're gonna go into this next time and this next moment, and I want to invite each of us to let like God's words and His truth like sink into us and sink into our hearts as He digs and digs deeper wells within us that we can like go out to people and say like hey here are my scars like receive now an identity like receive now the holy spirit and i know that there's a special grace upon mothers because your words shape lives and they shape people and they set us to flight um and i just say that as a son um and for each and every one of us the spirit of the lord the sovereign lord is upon each of us to announce good news to the poor 
that he has sent each of us to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom to those who are in captivity, to let, um, to let into, um, into light those who are bound in darkness, to proclaim the good and favorable year of the Lord in the day of vengeance of our God. It says that, that we, we need not even to worry because the ruler, the prince of this age has already been judged. The day of vengeance is already upon the enemy, the evil one. That he wants to comfort all those who mourn. And so, Father, I just pray that you would, you would baptize us in a deeper place, God. That you would release the power inside of us, Lord. King of heaven, I thank you for how it is that you have formed us, that you have shaped us, God. And Jesus, I just surrender to you now, Lord. Each of us, God, each of us, Jesus. I pray, God, that you would show us how to do the work on the inside with you, Holy Ghost, to go to deeper places, Jesus. And it's an invitation. It's an invitation. It's an invitation. And I think for each one of us, um, it's an invitation. It's an invitation. Only only you and the Lord know, only you and Holy Spirit knows what, what things he's putting his finger on, what things that he's calling out. places that need to bleed out fully the places where we've been bleeding and bloodletting that he wants to he wants those things to be emptied out this altar right now is like it's the safety of the of the Lord's presence and and for any of you that that just like know that God's bringing you into deeper places and in, 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 into new places that it says that in Psalm 1819 that because of his love for me he has delivered me and brought me out into an open space for those of us who feel like God is bringing us into open spaces because of his delight over us I want to invite you to receive. You can come up here to this altar because it's the safety of God's presence. It's the, it's the shelter of his tabernacle. But wherever you are and wherever you position yourself, I pray that you position yourself to receive. Position yourself to receive. In the places, all the places in which you've allowed yourself may possibly to even be written off. God, his word, he's coming in like a sword and he's dividing those things right now in the name of Jesus. He's cutting off every lie right now in the name of Jesus. He's breaking every lie and he's bringing us into new places. He's revealing to us the authority, the crown of authority that he's placed on each of his sons and each of his daughters. strivings, God, and our devices, Lord. And I thank you, God, for bringing us to the high places, Jesus, to the new places, God. Jesus, we say that you are all that we want, God. You 
are all that we want, Jesus. Father, we say that your voice speak, God. Your voice resonate, God. I don't know if you can feel that, but I feel the rest of the Lord. I feel the peace and the simplicity of the Lord right now. It's not the place of striving. It's the place of invitation. That in his gentleness and in his mercy and his goodness, he's going to bring us even into the repentance that we've been asking for, that we've been seeking, that we would understand the great things, the great and mighty things of the Lord. That we go even to higher places. We would go to greater places and greater depths of who it is that we are in him. Yeah, God, I thank you that we can have as much of you as we want to have, God. We can have as much of you as we want to have, Jesus. Yeah, God, and we want more, Lord. how to eat well, God, that you would teach us how to drink well, how to be sons and daughters, God, who will drink well at the table, God. We receive Jesus. We receive God. We receive Jesus.